Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Well, hi, Kelly. How are you doing? (laughs) Well... I think you know how I'm doing, because it's how you're doing, too. I know. I'm not even sure why I asked. <laughs> I mean, hopefully this episode is showing up in your feeds. I can't even be sure of that, to be honest. Right. We are experiencing the effects of the Tammy Hawkins curse. I'm just going to say it. Big time. And you know what it occurred to me? We mentioned in the last episode, Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury passed this week. Oh, my God. And... I have to blame the only thing I can assume in my life has been making everything go wrong. It's the return of the Tammy Hawkins curse. Well, I want to back up just for a second for any listeners who haven't been with us for the entire Riding Around podcast journey. In our very first episode with showrunner Diana Bones, we got a listener question that asked us about the Tammy Hawkins curse. And as we explained in that episode, the Tammy Hawkins curse is when you cast Tammy Hawkins in your episode of television and everything goes haywire. Mm-hmm. Beloved character actress, but a real knack for causing mischief on a set and not through her own doing. It just seems to be an aura that pervades the situations that she's involved in. Yeah, it just it follows her. So as you might have guessed, we attempted to book her for our podcast this week to talk about episode 206, which she guest stars in. And you're totally right about the whole Angela Lansbury thing, because we had at that point sent an email out to Tammy, and that must have been what kicked it off. God, I hate that. I'm feeling really awful about that. If there is any connection, and I, yeah. You think that we maybe had something to do with? No. Oh, I, God, I know. No, no we I, can, we shouldn't even speak We can't that, go down to be that honest. road. But, you know, long story short, listeners, we had scheduled Tammy to come on the show today. Mm-hmm. She had to drop out. So we booked someone else. We thought, let's get the director for the episode. So we emailed Terry. Terry's booked. Well, then Terry emails to drop out. Then we booked the writer of the episode. Tried to book Dominic Russo to come back. Dominic Russo had to drop out. Had a health problem. So then we just said, well, we can't have anything else happen to anybody. No. Let's just have it. Just the two of us today. Yeah, we, we can't risk it. And listeners, I guess I'll say, you know, listen at your peril. I don't know that anything is going to happen, but... Be safe out there, and thanks for joining us if you do choose to stick with the episode and listen along with us. And we hope you do, because we are breaking down a dynamite episode of television. I mean, it's the reason you cast Tammy Hawkins in anything. She's going to come. She's going to play the heck out of a character role. And that's exactly what she did in Riding Around Season 2, Episode 6, right? Absolutely. I mean, she really is so good. It makes sense why she continues to work despite this curse following her around. Mm-hmm. She's someone I honestly admire her career, would love to have it. She still is making star turns. Well, she's never achieved star status, I guess mm-hmm. I would say, but gosh, she is just a solid, reliable performer on camera, not off camera <laughs> um, in terms of what <laughs> happens, which I, I won't belabor too much. But yeah, just to remind people what happened on set back in fall 2006 when we were making this episode we had a lot of injuries on set i Mm -hmm. broke my leg as did 
DP Mike Janesville. Right, who you might remember from a few episodes ago. And Samantha, uh, one of the twins, also mm-hmm. broke a leg. And Kelly, you had a nosebleed for several hours. Yep, nosebleed lasted five or six hours, almost passed out. Just on the verge of passing out basically the whole day, I'd sort of sit, my eyes would roll back in my head and then I'd come to again. Somehow still doing scenes throughout all of that, but... I don't know if you caught it, Kelly, but there are a couple of scenes where you're in the background and I could see the tampon that they stuck in your nose to stop it. They, I know, I know. They thought, oh, she's she's far back in the bus enough. We won't see this, but I totally caught it. And I, I wonder if some of our listeners maybe did as well. We, oh, they're, yeah. they're so good at catching that kind of thing. They really are. Yeah, they're always sending us messages on the Instagram. And gosh, it was a funny one I got the other day. You know what? Someone noticed that in the last episode, there's a scene where Tom is wearing two different colored socks. No. You know, not not material to the plot in any way, but just such a funny, interesting thing to notice. And they zeroed in on it right away. I never would have thought to look at the socks. That's so funny. And gang, keep it coming. We love hearing that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Any error you see, we want to hear about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Continuity. I mean, it almost a challenge. You know, we issue a challenge to you. Come show us where we messed up. Oh, please. I welcome it. Well, let's get into the synopsis of the episode so we can just get to recapping this thing since it's just the two of us here today. Yeah, we should try to keep this pretty short as we don't know, you know, what misfortune could befall us even as we record. Yeah, I don't know about you. I'm I real I just realized I'm sitting a little forward in my seat uh, on edge kind yeah. of waiting and, for something to happen. Yikes. And I don't know if you've observed but I'm drinking a glass of red wine right now and I try not to do that on a school night but I just got to ooh, I I needed something to take the edge off. I'm yeah. anxious. Good for the nerves. Mhm. All right. Well, in this episode, here's what we got. The district engineer for the Department of Transportation takes the bus for a day to get an idea of ridership and to get an idea of whether there's still something between her and Tom, a former flame. Meanwhile, Ethel enlists the help of the other riders to keep tabs on her wayward husband. Mm. Now, this is a fun one. Ethel, we sort of haven't really spent too much time. Of course, she's there. She's the older woman on the bus. Of course, she's been there this whole time, but she up until now has not really gotten an A or a B story. So fun to see her shine and step into her own... And Ethel's a fun one for us to talk about on the podcast, too, because her actual name is also Ethel, which is, you've heard us mix up Gus and Tom sometimes, so that won't be happening with Ethel. We just, we know we're in love her off screen and on screen with the same name. Yeah. So fun to see her get a little bit of traction here. And then that just continues, as you know, as the series goes on, she gets funnier and funnier. I think it was initially maybe an age thing. Comedy writers in their 20s and sometimes early 30s and just harder to know how to hit those comedy notes for a person in their 60s or or 70s. I I don't actually, you know, she was always very well maintained and I don't mean necessarily that work was being done, but just, you know, she looked great. I'm sure she had. And I will obviously try to have her on at some point and she can tell us whether she's had plastic surgery or not. But Mm -hmm. I agree. She's she stayed looking fresh. And in this episode, I think she knocked it out of the park. She was hilarious in this one. Oh, so funny. Her dog of a husband, also very funny, uh, played by Jim. And I can't remember his last name at this point. Well, I'll look that up. Right. Yeah. Because he wasn't around often, but. No, no. Because spoiler alert, (laughs) the other writers keep tabs and it turns out he is cheating on Ethel. So he does not return after this episode. And she becomes, I think this is where the writers really figured out what to do with Ethel is after this episode. She's single and she's a little, they do a little bit of the Betty White thing, you know, not copying anything, but she's the little like, you know, sexual innuendo grandma type of character. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, the Blanche of the Golden Girls Bunch. <laughs> and that's the um, character's name. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, the yeah, the Rue McClanahan type. Um, oh boy, there's all kinds of names. Yeah. I I will admit to not <laughs> not having seen much of the Golden Girls. Oh no. Well, but you know Betty White sort of prude on that show, but then in every other thing she's ever done, I do think the Hollywood industry took a lot of joy out of making her be a little bit nasty. And yes, so, yes. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry. So forgive us if we're all over the place. I do think we feel the pressure to keep this on the rails right? because of the Tammy of it all, and it's almost having the reverse effect. So uh, let's clarify. The district engineer that we mentioned in that synopsis is, of course, Tammy's character, Shannon O'Shea. I always mm-hmm. loved that character name. It's just got a beautiful ring to it. Yeah, melodic. And yeah, she's on the bus and it's so, wow, great writing in this episode. Great writing in every episode, but great. Of course. The way that they bring her onto the bus and the way that she locks eyes with Tom and without a word spoken between them, you know, whoa, there was something there. Yes, it is palpable. And they use that scene in a promo. And I remember Diana talked about this in the interview we did with her, but they knew we cast her People are tuning in to see this, and the mm-hmm. promo really, really worked. Oh, yeah. Insane ratings for this episode. I remember there was a lot of buzz on set about it, you know. Yeah. You know, in between all the broken bones and the medics coming to set, I do think there was still a sense that this episode is going to be freaking good. Mm-hmm. I honestly, a little bit at the time, was kind of worried that the Tom and Lily of it all would, the fans would maybe turn on that because you see Tom and Shannon together and you think that's a perfect match. Yeah. And Lily at this point, right, is still with her fiance. So we have, yes, yes. You know, you're like, will this ever happen? And then you're like, do I even want it to happen? Because look at this, the sizzle of this old flame coming on the bus. It was really fun to watch happen. Mm -hmm. Of course, that wasn't sustained beyond this episode, but... No, if memory serves, I think the insurance situation just couldn't continue. It was just getting really, really expensive. Just everything that was breaking. uh, The insurance company who was backing the show at the time said, you can't have this woman stay on for a longer arc. It's got to be one episode. This is just getting out of control. And Right. The seats were rattling on the bus. I mean, we were... Parts of the bus were breaking, snapping off. And then that, of course, became a problem because, as we remember again from our episode with Diana Bones, she had the stain of her, you know, comedically hilarious but very raunchy, very nasty couch fest shows following her around. And so vibrating seats on this bus, even though we knew it was coming from the Curse of Tammy Hawkins, Network looks at that and says, are you trying to pull another couch fest on us? Don't do that. Right. Uh, You dirty, dirty dog. Yeah. I guess a bit of a theme for this episode, you know, we're talking about Jim and not talking about... Anyway, you know, it's funny watching back, I can see the point at which my leg stops appearing on camera (laughs) because I'm in a cast for for the second half of the week. And I'm curious if any listeners caught that. Because yeah, we generally would shoot these episodes for an entire week, right? So the week that it's 206, we start out pretty strong. I mean, day one, it was just kind of felt like weird vibes, but not necessarily much happening yet. Is that your memory as well, Kelly? Yeah, that's my memory. I feel like day two is when things started to get really weird. That's definitely when my nosebleed. Yes. I I didn't, it didn't happen that day, but I felt a tingle in my nose that day and I blew my nose and it 
you know, not to be uh, gross, but it was a different color than normal. And I thought, hmm, uh-huh. something's not right. And come to find out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a warning sign. Right. The body is incredible, isn't it? Giving you a heads up of what's to come. Mm-hmm. You don't know there's a curse, but your body knows there's a curse. Mm-hmm. Just and incredible. it's just such a good reminder. Yeah. To really listen to your body when it's trying to talk to you. Because if I had, I would have packed the heck up and said, hey, write me out of this one. Well, now I'm wondering, was my body trying to tell me don't sit that way. You're going to break your leg, and but I'm still sitting. You know, I don't know. Were there were there warning signs I should have heeded? Maybe. Wow. But as it happened, I did, you know, on Wednesday that week, I did break my leg. And so you can see all the scenes that we shot on Thursday and Friday. I've got, you know, a big duffel in front of my body or I've got... You know, I'm just posing kind of funny. And, you know, they were so kind to heal me up so quick and get me back to set and right around. You know, I was also on a lot of painkillers because I don't know if you've ever (laughs) broken a leg, Kelly, but those bones are crucial. Right. I'm sort of shocked now remembering it, how fast they did manage to get you back on set. I mean, it's sort of like... They shouldn't have done that. Lucky for me, Dominic was on set that day and he was able to just on the fly, like these writers, they're just so smart and so funny at the, you know, just like that. And so Dominic was able to quick on the fly, write me out of the second half of Wednesday's scenes. And then, you know, I have a good night's sleep. Well, not a great night's sleep because again, it's so painful. Oh yeah. And I remember your husband was giving you some trouble at your husband, John at the time, getting you to and from set and not the yeah. ideal spousal reaction, I think, to a, no. a normal workplace injury. No, I want to say anyone listening right now, if you break a bone and your spouse isn't anything but kind about it, get out of there. Get out of there. I'll call it gaslighting because that's what it was. He was like, a curse? Are you kidding me? There's no such thing. There's not a curse on your television. He was so dismissive of my television show. Right. And, you know, to be fair to him, which I don't need to do, he was <laughs> no we we like to hear all sides so yeah no we should give the john side of it well sure i'm just remembering that he was a chef at the time and so he was working really late hours at that restaurant and then you would need to be to set i mean gosh we were getting to set what 5 30 a.m yeah. for yeah. makeup so he was putting up a fight about not really getting to sleep and can't the studio get you a car and blah 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 but gosh i don't even know where i would have heard that side of things i guess probably from you relaying it to me you and john were friends it's you know if you were speaking it's that's allowed that's we're all adults and men and women can be friends of course i i would love it if my friends wouldn't be friends of my shitty exes but you know it happens no i not i have not spoken to him in years it's okay okay yeah that is all in the past but um, okay that (laughs) that is a relief Oh, yeah, of course, of course. So then for the Thursday and Friday scenes, which Diana very kindly said, we don't need you for these. Stay home, rest up. Dom rode around you on Wednesday. He can do it again for Thursday and Friday scenes. You're not crucial to the story. I just, I didn't want to miss anything. You know, this was a part of the season that just, I don't know, I was having a lot of fun and I frankly didn't want to be home a lot. So I wanted to be on set as much as I could. And yeah, yeah, mostly in the background for these. Well, both of us were. And I always loved having you in the background, right? Because we're chatting and we're gabbing while everyone up front with the bigger stories that week is having to work. You and I are just having a nice time, you know? Yeah. So those are happy memories for me as well, even though I didn't have a a lot of screen time in this episode. I mean, we all had a little bit, right? Because we had to keep an eye on 
Ethel's husband, which was so funny. It was such a funny little, you know, she is off the bus. She's asking us, okay, let me know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he gets on and at what stop and then when he gets off and at what stop and come to find out he's getting off at his mistress's bus stop uh, at the hair salon in town. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Kind of a classic sitcom trope, right? The characters getting together to suss out some cheating of someone mm-hmm. else's partner. I just, as a, it was a fun twist on it, I think, to have it be old people. Yeah, again. And when we say old people, well maintained, both of them looking great. Oh, yeah. Great. When we have Ethel on, I'm asking who she goes to. Mm hmm. Oh, gosh. It's been so long since I, I mean, thank God in many ways that I left because. You know, women in New York are able to age with dignity in a way that I really appreciate. And if I were booking on camera roles in LA, I'm getting to an age where plastic surgery or fillers or Botox injections of some sort start to be a just a natural part of the ask. Yeah. You know what movie I watched half of yesterday? Death Becomes Her. Have you seen that? Oh, gosh. Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about that potion that that Meryl Streep's character takes. Oh, right. Isabella Rossellini hawks her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think I would take it. I, now, I don't know if we ever... Again, I didn't finish the movie, so I don't mm-hmm. know if it ends badly for her, but... Yeah, it ends pretty bad. Okay. Maybe next episode we can catch up once I've had a chance to finish the film. Okay. Yeah, I won't spoil it for you. Because um, I, I don't know. If I'm writing that movie, I'm... She takes the potion and everything goes great. Malin, I, I hope that you're not doing that in your uh, mini series that you're writing for yourself because, right, you need that conflict. You need the bumps in in the road, as far as I understand, at least. I tried to take what I could away from the writer's, writer's room of riding around, but... No, you're right. And that is what a lot of people say. But sometimes I just, I feel like the traditional way of storytelling doesn't allow for a lot of happy endings and just just nice stuff. Can we just get nice stuff is sometimes how I feel. And right. so the miniseries, yeah, right now it's pretty smooth sailing for my character <laughs> all the way through. Because as you know, it's my life story and I haven't had anything really bad, save, you know, the broken leg on this show. And then right, a couple divorces. Um... And then not working much since... Uh, the sitcom I was on from 2006 to 2013. But otherwise, things are pretty good. And I, I do want the miniseries to reflect that. But, you know, I'm sure I'll get feedback and, and notes along the way that might have me reconsider. Oh, right. Yeah. Were you able to send any preliminary stuff or an outline to Tova? Or I was able to send it, yes. Okay. And it was received, as she promised. Was there any reply? Or I, n- You know, not yet, but I think, mm. I do think it was the holidays recently. Right. Uh, some of the Jewish holidays. So I think mm-hmm. potentially, I think offices will be closed. And then, you know, there was Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day recently as well. And I know mm-hmm. some of the, at least some of the agencies were closed because I also wasn't hearing back from reps either that day. So I think that kind of might be... Yeah, just a a lot of office closures, maybe. You know, Tova, I mean, she just gets so slammed. I'm not gonna... Of course, and she did sort of guarantee almost that she would not be writing back, but you still have, you still hope, you know, you get the email address and you hope, please, you know. And and don't think I'm not gonna send a well-timed follow-up. That's absolutely coming down the line. I'm just, I'm just waiting to time it out. You know, maybe I'll get in that pre-holiday, you know, that cue, the the holiday reading stack. I just want to be in that, right? If, if she's reading me on a plane to Paris for the holidays, uh, perfect. You know, that is a good spot to be in. Now for listeners at home who are not understanding what we're talking about, we're, this is getting a little industry heavy. And so what we're discussing right now is sort of a classic conundrum that 
writers and generators of content run up against, which is how do I get a development executive to read the script? And then development executives are the people who say yay or nay on TV and decide to give it the budget and the slot in the lineup. They're the ones who will even let you officially, you know, get paid to write the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a little maybe unusual in that I've written the entire miniseries already. Some people would simply write maybe a pilot and outline the rest and then rely on a writer's room to fill in the rest. And I, as I said in my email to Tova, I've done all the work here. So right. you tell me where to be and where to get the check, you know? Right. And you know who else did that? Which, given her fondness for that show, I would think, okay, she must really like this model. It's creator of Euphoria, writes it all himself. So ah. no writer's room. So I would think you should, in your well-time follow-up, maybe mention that in the email and say, hey, just so you know, I'm working in sort of a euphoria model here where I'm creating, directing, writing, basically all one-stop shop. It's me. Okay, that's good advice. That Because my biggest takeaway from talking to Tova two weeks ago was the woman loves euphoria. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, as close as I can get to that without actually writing something you know, of quality. I think I'll, I'll do that. One thing that some listeners asked us about after the Diana episode is the mention of the priest coming to set to perform an exorcism during mm-hmm. this week when Tammy was plaguing us. And I was curious if you could maybe talk a bit about that because I know the priest was, he focused a lot on you and I don't know if he could tell mm. that you grew up Catholic and maybe he sensed that I had not or or what that was, but he he took an interest, let's say that. I think that was some of it. It could have been the Catholic background. It could have been, and I don't want to suggest this about a man of God, but we've spoken many times on the podcast about the period of time I spent pretending I wasn't married on the show and acting a little looser on set than I would have if I hadn't been a married woman. And so was I leaning certain ways to attract male attention? Was I, and I, again, ashamed of it was, but was very indiscriminate about it. So it certainly could have been that I caught his eye in that way. And then Mm -hmm. we got to talking about my Catholic upbringing and then he did focus the majority of his attention as eye contact during the exorcism on me. But I would like to think it bounced all around the bus and probably got a little on everyone. And I think it did because there was a, a reprieve after he did what he did and mm-hmm. the seats at least were staying still after that. So something was Right, removed. so we could finally finish at least the scenes we were doing that day. But Exactly. Yeah, then you come back on set the next day and things are crazy again. There's another broken leg. There's... Right. You know, craft services, maggots all over the table. <laughs> Ugh, those were disgusting. I can't believe that we forgot to ask Reginald about that. Oh, you know what I just remembered? What? I, after our episode with Reginald, did, and I'm ashamed to say I had to enlist the help of my daughter, but I did go searching around the internet for some riding around fan fiction. Oh my gosh. And I got to tell you, it's out there. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. It's out I don't know where I had been looking before. I, I just assumed. Or, yeah, because I did not find, you there know wasn't what? a ton out there in the in the marketplace. So yeah, what, okay, so what did you find? Was it, oh, was it just nasty or? Oh gosh, it was pretty nasty, Molly, and I won't lie to you. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, you know, and sort of, now I don't, I, I learned a lot from my daughter these Gen Z kids, you know, they just know it all and nothing faces sure, them. And yeah. I'm so happy to be 
raising two girls with a healthy sense of sensuality, I guess, but there is some really explicit stuff on these websites. And this one that I was scrolling around, which is called Archive of Our Own, you know, a lot of shows that you wouldn't necessarily assume have fan fiction or explicitly sexual relationships between the characters on the show, a lot of those NBC Thursday night comedy shows have pages and pages of fan fiction about them. And we didn't have pages and pages, but we did have one. And I have to say it was, it was shocking. They do you the service of rating. Shocking in like a, in a good way or, you know, tough to read with my daughter next to me, I'll say. But if I had been alone, certainly very, um, very well-written Gosh, these writers put so much time into it yeah. and and really into exploring the psyches of the characters. I mean, it was chapters and chapters long, mm. almost 300,000 words. And and readable or, you know, how did you find just in terms of the prose, good, you know, DM notes? Cuz maybe maybe this person would be open to writing more and 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 they could be listening to our show. So if you have feedback, you know, this sounds like someone who knows the show intimately, right? So if you have feedback, that person who might be listening might want to know that. Please, if you are a fan of our show and you're out there writing fan fiction, don't stop because I have to say, I did at first find it a little unsettling to be reading about myself in these positions and in this this state of undress. But after a while, I was like, wow, they took real character traits from the show and distilled them down into, you know, that is what Jackie would be like if, in that situation. That's exactly mm -hmm, what. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So when you say thank you, okay. <laughs> no, I agree. No, I just, agree. I think I agree. You know, I haven't obviously. Oh, I'll link it to you after. Maybe I'll to, put but... it in the notes of the episode description today because I just have to say we have such a talent to fandom. We've always known that. We've received yeah. fan art and letters and mail over the years, but to know that there's this level of fiction that they're creating around us and all totally in character, but just a little bit sexual. I was very, you know, I, I tend not to want to go blue, but. Don't I? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And you and I. Yeah, that's a little sneak peek, I guess, for a few episodes from now. Yeah, we'll get into our mm -hmm. our first bump in the yeah. road as friends. Um, but right now we're two pals talking about fan fiction <laughs> for our, yeah. the TV show we were on. Well, I'm, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I'm excited to read it and see what I think. This person sounds like a talented writer, though, I'll just say that. A really fun read. And yeah, Mullen, I have to say it was about... A good chunk of it centered around our characters and sort of they extrapolated from mm. a dynamic on the bus that I don't think is entirely made up that, you know, at certain points in the show, there was tension between our characters and they really took that right. and found a way to turn it on its head and turn it into sort of an enemies to lovers situation. And as strange as it was to read about us mm. doing those sorts of things together, I think really felt earned. It felt earned and well-paced and yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that sounds like they really studied the tropes of the genre and just mm -hmm. delivered. So I look forward to checking that out. And, and yeah, if any more fans want to take a stab at writing fan fiction about our characters or, or any of the characters, I think you could probably do some really fun stuff with Tom and Lily, obviously. Right. Of course. They're the classic. But it's almost like they're well-documented enough. What I'm learning about fan fiction is that if two characters are really together on the show, that's not always going to be the ones that get written about, right? Because it's the queer fans trying to find a way to insert themselves into these stories that weren't necessarily really catering to queer audiences at that time. Here, here's a pitch for this. So Shannon, former fling, 
of Tom's mm-hmm. comes on the bus. She wants to rekindle with with him, but mm-hmm. then she sees Lily. Yeah, and actually, that's exactly the Lily kind of thing. Get together. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. I'm just writing this down. This is just like you. You're so methodical and just really want to understand every aspect of this fandom. And I think that's why the fans love you. Oh, that's sweet of you to say. I love the fans. So if I can service them in this way, then that I'm happy to. Let's do a check-in. How are you feeling? This is obviously potentially a cursed podcast episode. I'm feeling much better. The wine went down smooth. And aside from a couple sirens in my neighborhood. I haven't had anything crazy happen on this end. What about you? Yeah, so far, so good. I, yeah. Casting your eyes about the room looking for signs. I think keep keep your eyes on me. Let's lock in and let's, yeah. let's finish this thing, right? Let's do it. Let's go to our listener questions. Yeah, this was so funny. We got a question from Anne A in Duluth. Is teasing me a little bit here. The question is, Kelly, you have mentioned more than once wanting to put a piece of advice on a throw pillow. How many throw pillows do you have? And that's so funny. I wasn't keeping track, but I guess it is something. I think I hear a bit of wisdom in a conversation. I immediately imagine it cross-stitched onto a throw pillow. Which I think is a perfectly reasonable response to hearing a piece of wisdom. Sure. I've been to your house. It's tastefully decorated, if that's what Anne is wondering. Thank you. My daughters did let me know that Live, Laugh, Love is chuggy, so I'll be taking those down. And and if anyone I know is looking for any Live, Laugh, Love stuff, I've, that's all got to go because they don't want to have their friends over to the house while that's up. But the others, I think, home is where the heart is. I mean, what is wrong with having a sentiment like that stitched onto a pillow? I think it's nice. and Of course it's nice. Makes a home feel lived in. What am I going to get one of those crazy you know, West Elm geometric pattern, not my style. No, you want to feel at home. You want to go over to someone's house at the holidays and see fa la 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 on a pillow. Mm-hmm. I remember, I just remember seeing that one at your place. And yeah, oh, thank you for remembering too. Coveting it a little bit. Um, I love Christmas. Thanks for putting a little idea in the old noggin for maybe a gift this year. <gasps> oh, fa la 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 la. La 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 on the on a pillow could be pretty nice for you. It sounds like it was a it was quite a long pillow if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four yeah. I think four or five lines of fa la 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 la. I, I think why I liked it is because you have to sing the song when you see it. Right, you can't not sing the song. Exactly, and so just a fun injection of joy into any situation. Okay, do we have any other listener questions? Mm. Anything about the episode? I'm just scrolling through the the thousands. Sarah wanted to know, does anything ever actually happen to Tammy herself or is it just everybody else? Oh my God. Great question. Tammy, not a hair on her head, is harmed. And, you know, we were planning to ask her about that. If we had had her on the show, it would have been fun to hear what she attributes all this to. We can obviously only speculate. Right. Yeah. How aware is Tammy of the legend of the Tammy Hawkins curse? Is this something she feels like affects the roles that she books? Gosh. She definitely was apologetic at the time when I broke my leg. She was not willing to admit fault because I don't know if you've checked into a hospital recently, but they do often make you fill out a form where you say 
you know, did this happen in the workplace? Is anybody else to blame? They want to know, is this like potentially a legal situation? Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to put her name down, obviously. And, um, but she was not willing to admit any involvement. She said, no, that's on you. That's your broken leg to deal with. And she sent me a nice card, of course, but wasn't admitting fault, I guess, is ultimately what I'm trying to say. Right. Although I do believe in a court of law could a skilled lawyer argue that a $50 Panera gift card is an admission of guilt? Maybe, right? Because that was in there with the card, I remember you saying. So hard to say. She knew I liked bread bowls. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, well, now the wheels are turning. I gotta. I might need to track down a skilled lawyer. Right. Because you do still have pain in that leg, correct? You, you feel yeah, it when it rains. Day. Yeah, we just got some rain in Los Angeles, actually. And I knew it was coming. Yeah, I checked the weather app. But I also did know it was coming because I felt it in, in the old leg. Mm-hmm. And we're coming full circle here. Yeah, listen to your body, folks. Yep, you got to listen to it. It tells you everything you need to know, except when it doesn't and you have a surprise illness. Well, listeners, this might have been a wonky one, and you know who we're going to (laughs) blame. Certainly not ourselves. Thank you for coming along on this ride with us. Sorry if it's been all over the place. Definitely write in if you have any questions or want us to follow up on anything. And we are still going to try to have Tammy on at some point. Yes, would be happy to have her. If you have questions for her, email them to us, ridingaroundpod at gmail.com. And we'll try to get, at the very least, we could try to get her to answer something over email. Hopefully that wouldn't be too dangerous. Right. Yeah. Maybe she'd fry the airwaves if we did a a Zoom record with her. But yeah, maybe just over email would be safest, it sounds like. Um, Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Ow. are you okay? Oh. Mullen. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Listeners oh won't God. be able to tell what just oh happened, but your face was locked up in agony. Oh what is going God. on over there? Sorry, my, ooh. oh, my abdominal muscles just clenched and, oh God, that's sorry. I have not, I have not felt anything like that. Before. That was, um, ooh. Okay. You okay. uh, truly looked um, like I felt when I was in labor with my second daughter. That is what, okay. So I, as you know, I've never experienced that feeling, but that is what I would imagine it feels just sort of from the inside, a kind of weird, oh, that, ooh, I don't, I do not like that feeling. Um, okay. We're going to end this episode now. We're going to oh, stop. Um yeah. Because I think, yeah, I'm starting to get a little scared. In lieu of our, we usually ask our guests to plug something they're working on at the end of the show. We'd like to ask you to plug us. Please plug us to your friends. Send the podcast to someone yeah. you love. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It'll yeah. help other fans of the show discover the podcast. And Yeah. <laughs> it helps us a lot if more people find it and listen to it. And, um, yeah. and yeah, and again, as we say in the outro, if you leave your favorite memory and in the review you write um on apple podcast we'll we'll read it and you'll get a little shout out thank you so much to all of our listeners thank you also to kelsey bailey for our logo and to john Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show you can follow us at writing around pod on twitter and instagram and send your thoughts and questions to our email address writingaroundpod at gmail.com please subscribe rate us and review us anywhere you find your podcasts And if you leave your favorite writing around memory in your review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. Hi, guys.